Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. If it wasn't for Andrew's teachings, I would never be where I am today. I would never have victory. I would be living a life of defeat. It was Andrew's teaching that allowed me to develop that faith. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to a special edition of the Gospel Truth. Again today, I'm gonna to be playing a teaching that I gave in Phoenix, Arizona during our Gospel Truth Conference in January of 2021. And I'm talking about how to stay positive in a negative world. We definitely are living in a negative world where all of the bad things are being amplified and the good things are being diminished, and you need this teaching. I think it'll really help you, and I just thought it was so good that I wanted to put it on our program so watch this. At the end of the program, we'll come on and share with you about how you can receive this teaching that will help you stay positive in a negative world. So if you are going to be strong and positive in a negative world, you have to have some promises from God. And did you know all of us have general promises from God? And uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but... Many people haven't personalized the Word of God. They haven't taken it to where it's, it's God's promises to you. You read these things and you think, well, God promised Paul this. He promised him all of these things. It's got to become personal to you. And this is why so many people are going through life without a direction. You just are doing your own thing and you're asking God to bless your plans. Oh, God, bless this business. Oh, God, bless this decision. You know, I don't ever ask God to bless what I'm doing because I don't do things. I try not to do anything that is my own choosing. I just seek the Lord and I wait until God tells me to do something. And if God tells you to do it, it's already blessed. To get God to bless your plans is wrong. You need to run up a white flag, become a living sacrifice, Romans chapter 12, and then renew your mind so that you are just doing what the Word tells you to do. And when you do that, you're automatically blessed. So anyway, um, most people haven't taken these things and personalized them. I, I had an experience with the Lord uh, just a couple of months after Jamie and I were married, and it's a long story, but the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night. I went into a room, and I mean, the presence of God was so real. I just sat there for hours, afraid to open my eyes, afraid of what I'd see. And finally, God, what do you, what do you want? And God told me he was giving me the same choice that he gave uh, Solomon, that I could pick anything I want. And I was an introvert and I'd been trying to minister the word for a couple of years and it was just pitiful. And I was afraid of people and I just froze every time I got in front of people. And so I said, I want the ability to speak your word without fear. And he touched my mouth and put his words in my mouth and gave me promises out of Jeremiah chapter one, before I formed you in your mother's womb, before you came forth out of the belly, I sanctified you. I ordained you to be a prophet unto the nations. And Jeremiah said, oh, Lord, God, I can't speak. I'm a child. And he said, don't you ever say, I can't speak because you will go to the nations. And then he touched his mouth and put his words in his mouth. And Jeremiah 5, 14, because you speak this word, I will make my word in your mouth fire and the people would and it shall devour them. And anyway, that's a real quick synopsis. But those scriptures became mine. He may have spoken them to Jeremiah, but they were me. God spoke that to me. 
It transformed my life. It has totally changed my life. They are promises to me. And I can promise you that everything in here, God has given promises. You need to take them and make them your own. If you will open up your heart and study the word, God will speak to you and say things like no weapon formed against you will prosper. That's not only written to Isaiah. That's not only Isaiah speaking to the people of his day. That's a promise to you. You need to meditate on it until it becomes yours. So Abraham and Sarah, they had promises. God had spoken things to them. You have promises. I can spend all morning on this one thing, but this is nothing but promises to you of what God is and what he wants to do in your life, but you've got to personalize it. You've got to make it so that it's no longer a promise to Peter or Paul or somebody else, but it's yours. These are my promises. God has spoken these to me. So first of all, they had promises that were from God. They didn't receive a full manifestation in their life, but it goes on to say, but having seen them afar off, I just happened to have an entire book on this entitled The Power of Imagination. You have to be able to see with your heart what God has promised you. And there are so many people that they can quote, by his stripes we're healed. They can say, by his stripes we were healed. They can say, that he himself bore our infirmities and carried our sicknesses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their distresses. And on and on, you can go, you can quote scriptures, but you still see yourself sick. If you can't see it on the inside, you'll never see it on the outside. You have to take the word of God. It has to become personal. And then you have to see it. Man, like I said, I've got an entire book on this. I don't want to spend all the rest of my time this morning on this, but it is so important that you start seeing what God says about you. You know, I took the scripture, John 14, 12, that says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Jesus spoke that to me. He spoke it to you too, but I personalized, I made it mine. And I said, Father, you told me that. And yet I haven't seen those things come to pass. So you know what I did? I just focused on doing the works that he did, not even worrying about the greater works, <laughs> amen. And I just started saying, Father, I want to see the dead raised. And I took every scripture in the Bible where a person was raised from the dead. And I, I took them out and put them on, this is before I had a computer, and wrote them on a piece of paper, and I just started meditating. You, before you can meditate on the Word, you got to put the information in before you can sit there and, and allow it to become alive on the inside. So I took this, I meditated on it, I started thinking about it, and then I not only saw Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, I meditated on it until I saw me raising Lazarus from the dead. I saw me lay on top of that boy that Elijah raised from the dead and put my hands, or excuse me, it was Elisha, I think, put my hands on his hands, my uh, lips on his lips, and I, I laid on a bed and imagined myself doing it. And I know some of you think, you're weird. Well, it worked. I'm telling you what works. I saw me, I meditated and I got to where I would dream every night of raising 20 or 30 people from the dead. It's just, it consumed me. And then guess what? 
A guy died in one of my services and we saw him raised from the dead. And I started seeing people raised from the dead. And then it was like 10, 15 years later and I thought, you know, I haven't seen anybody raised from the dead lately. And so I went back and started meditating on these things and got to where I was dreaming about it and seeing it. And then my son died and was dead for five hours. And praise God, Jamie and I believed God and he came back from the dead and he's the one that, he's the one that put up this screen. He's the one that puts all of this stuff up and he's doing great. Amen. He was in a morgue, stripped naked with a toe tag on, pronounced dead for nearly five hours, came back to life because I was meditating. I saw it. See, there's a lot of people that can quote you the scriptures, but they see themselves sick. They think sick. They dream sick. When they go on a vacation, they plan sick. They bring all of their sickness stuff with them. They don't go to certain places because it's allergy season and you, you just... You think and your whole life revolves around being sick. You're praying for healing, but you see yourself sick. Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your life is going the direction that you see it going. And some of you, oh no, that's not true. My life's a wreck and I'm praying. You may be praying and begging and pleading for it, but it is going the direction you see your life going. Amen or oh me. Some of you need to say, oh me. You're praying for all of these good things, but you see yourself a failure. You see yourself sick. You see yourself. You're, that's more real to you than the promises of God. You need to get to a place to where God's word is more real to you than what you see. So they had promises. They saw them. Abraham saw himself the father of many nations. I think this is one reason that the Lord used those two examples of the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore because they didn't live in a house the way we do. They didn't, you know, at night, they weren't inside with artificial light. They had to sit outside of a tent and every night they saw the stars. They lived in a desert area where nearly every night it was clear. He saw the stars nearly every single night. Every day he wore sandals. He had to clean the dust off of his feet. Day and night, for at least 25, 26 years, Abraham kept thinking, that's how numerous my children are going to be. God gave him something that kept this in front of him day and night. He saw himself. He saw these promises coming to pass. And then they were persuaded of them. If you turn over to Romans chapter 4, uh, Paul was giving an account of Abraham and he said he was fully persuaded. He wasn't just persuaded. He was fully persuaded. The way you get fully persuaded is to just focus on it, stand there, speak it until you remove all doubt. You can get to a place to where you are not plagued with doubt. Most Christians don't understand that. They think that you just have to constantly live with doubt. You can get to a place to where you're so focused on God, you don't know how to do anything but believe God. I gave that example, I think, yesterday about the doctor telling me I needed open heart surgery and I just couldn't believe it because that's not what I was believing for. It's not what I saw. And I told him, I said, you're a liar. And praise God, I didn't need open heart surgery. But you can get to a place where God's word is so real, you don't know how to disbelieve God. I know some of you are thinking, oh man, that is completely off the charts. 
That's because you aren't meditating in the word day and night. So Abraham, they had promises. They saw those promises in their imagination, in their heart. And they were persuaded, fully persuaded. They embraced them. This is talking about using your emotions, your passion. It has to become a passion for you. I'm passionate about what God has told me to do. I'm consumed with it. You have to get to where it's not just an add-on to your life. It's not an appendage. It is the focus of your life. You have to be passionate about the things of God. Man, I could spend more time on that. I'm wanting to get on to some other things. But then it says, and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims. Again, this is talking about your words have to get involved. Faith is voice activated. Psalms chapter 91, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then verse two says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. And that Psalm goes on to say that no plague will come nigh our dwelling. Did you know that that's a promise to every one of you? You've got a promise that no plague will come nigh your dwelling. That means that COVID can't affect you. You've got that promise, but how many of you have received that and personalized it as that's for me? How many of you have seen it in your heart? You see yourself well. How many of you have been fully persuaded to where you remove all doubt and you embrace it and then you're bold enough to start saying that no germ can touch my body and live? There's a lot of you that know these promises, but they aren't personal. You would never say it because you're afraid it may not work. That means that you still got doubt about it. Amen. I'm not against you. I'm just telling you the truth. If what I say rubs you the wrong way, be as smart, you know, as when you're petting a cat and you pat it the wrong way so all its hair stands up. The way you solve that is just turn the cat around and keep petting, Amen. And it'll all lay down. If what I've said rubs you the wrong way, repent. Turn around and this goes feeling good. <laughs> it's voice activated. You have to say of the Lord. And then in verse um, 14, it says, For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. In verse 15, this is one of the most important things God ever spoke to me in my life. I use this constantly. It says, and truly, if they had been mindful of the country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. For them, returning to Ur the Chaldees was sin. God told them not to go back. And so this is saying that they would have been tempted to sin if they would have been mindful of the country that they came out. You can turn this verse around and say it this way, and I still believe it's accurate that if you aren't mindful of something, if it doesn't come into your mind, if you don't think on it, you can't even be tempted. You can't be tempted with something that you don't think. You couldn't be tempted with unbelief if you didn't think things that gender unbelief. Unbelief comes by hearing, just like faith comes by hearing, but it comes by hearing the 10 spies instead of the two spies that were speaking faith. Most people are so conflicted and so tempted because they are so exposed to doubt and unbelief. If you were to put Abraham in your lifestyle, listening to the stuff you listen to, he wouldn't get any better results than you get. 
And if you put yourself into Abraham's lifestyle to where day and night for 25, 26 years, all you do is focus on what God said, you'd get the same results that Abraham did. You need to quit meditating and focusing and listening and allowing the sewage of the world to flow through you because it'll make your heart wax cold. It'll turn you, it'll make this negativity of the world overwhelm you. But if you don't even think on this stuff, you won't even be tempted. You know, let me give you this. I need to quit right now. Let me give you one last example and I'll quit. But uh, I was raised in uh, Texas and I was raised in a real uh, isolated situation. I mean, my brother and sister were raised in the same home I was in. My sister uh, talked about suicide and stuff. She never committed it, but she was depressed and had things. My brother got arrested and in, uh, in trouble. And when he turned uh, 40 years old, he, he fell down and cried because he thought God was going to kill him before he was 40 for the things he did. So anyway, they grew up in the same home I grew up in. So I guess that there was potential, but I was just taught to love God and for whatever reason, I just chose to do it. And so I guess I heard about prostitution, about dope, about gang. I guess I heard all that stuff, but it wasn't for me. So I never thought about it. And it just didn't even register with me. And I got turned on to the Lord March the 23rd, 1968. My mother thought I lost my mind. She took me on a trip to Bern, Switzerland for a Baptist youth conference with uh, Billy Graham. We went to a conference there and along the way we uh, went to all these different countries and stuff. And anyway, the first night of this thing, I was in New York City and we were in Times Square. We were staying at a hotel that was on Times Square. And man, this hick from Texas had never seen any of the stuff that was going on in New York City. And I was just gobsmacked. That's what the English call it, gobsmacked. Gob is your mouth. And I was just walking around with my mouth open looking at all this stuff. And I had hundreds and hundreds of tracks. And I, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I was walking down alleys, and I'd see a gang of people. And I'd go up and just pass them all out tracks and witness to them. I didn't even know enough to be afraid I guess I'd heard about it, but it, I don't know. It just, I had zero fear. I was witnessing to him and I cleared out all of the alleys <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. And I remember going to 42nd Street and there must have been a hundred prostitutes lined up across, along this wall. And I wasn't sharp enough to realize what they were doing. I just thought, this is awesome. Here's all of these women I can witness to. And I went down the row and passed them all out of track. And I started preaching and I cleaned out the entire street. <laughs> they all left. And so anyway, I was out at two and three in the morning and just witnessing to every person I'd see. And um, a pimp came up to me and tried to sell me one of his girls. And he was using the street language and saying, and I kept saying, what? Like, what? And I mean, this guy, after a few minutes, he just walked off. And I remember him, he, he was shaking his head and he just threw his hands in the air like this. Like, what rock did this guy crawl out from under? And I went back to the hotel room I, and the guys that I was with, and I started explaining. I said, you never will believe what this guy was saying to me. And I started telling them what he said. And they started laughing. And they said, he was trying to sell you one of his prostitutes. And you know what? I didn't even know enough to be tempted. 
I hadn't thought on stuff. It didn't dawn on me that people would do such a thing as that. And here's my point. Guess what? I wasn't even tempted. I didn't have to say, oh, Jesus, help me to resist. <laughs> I didn't know enough to be tempted. I wasn't tempted in the least. I didn't have to resist anything. You can't be tempted with what you don't think. You know, the reason some of you are tempted to commit adultery and the reason some of you are tempted because you look at pornography, you read pornography, you listen, you watch movies that portray adultery and stuff and it affects you emotionally and you're drawn to it. There's a reason that you're struggling with the things that you're struggling with and it's because of the 10 Spies Network. It's because of all of this stuff. You can't be tempted with something you don't think. So quit thinking on it and you won't be tempted. If all you did was come to a conference like this and all we did all day long was sit and listen to the word and focus on God, man, all you'd be tempted to do is to praise God and to have faith. Amen. But God doesn't want us to stay here in the salt shaker. We got to go out into the world, but you've got to take these truths that I'm talking about and you've got to protect your heart. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Man, that's awesome. Today you saw a portion of Andrew's teaching titled, How to Stay Positive in a Negative World, recorded live from the Phoenix Gospel Truth Conference in 2021. This product that we're offering on how to stay positive in a negative world is something that you need. I can guarantee you we need to guard our hearts against this or our love will wax cold. So I've got DVDs that were taken from the conference in Phoenix. I've got CDs where it's the audio teaching of that. And this is just my teaching on how to stay positive. But then we have these CDs, DVDs, and a USB that is the entire conference. And I had Dennis Burke with me who taught three messages with my four messages. You could get the entire conference and so we've got multiple ways for you to get the entire conference or just my teaching on how to stay positive in a negative world. Listen to our announcer as he gives you all of the details. This complete teaching is available as a CD or DVD album. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website at awmi.net. Also available today is the entire 2021 Phoenix Gospel Truth Conference, which includes sessions from Andrew as well as Dennis Burke. This entire conference is available as a CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of just $49 when you contact us. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline at 719-635-1111. Our helpline is open Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, and Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Time. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. 
Welcome to the AWM Minute, a small glimpse on how the friends and partners of Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College are raising up disciples who are bringing God's kingdom into every sphere of society, disciples like Colin and April Carr. After graduating Karis in 2008, God told Colin to leave the security of his job and start his own real estate company just months after the market crashed. We had just had our first child and there were more reasons than you can possibly imagine of why it was not the right time to start a new company. However, we knew for a fact that God was telling us to do it and we knew for a fact that what the Lord told us to do was the safest place that we could possibly be. By seeking first God's kingdom, the cars saw their business grow supernaturally, and today, their one small startup now has offices in over 40 states. To see their full financial breakthrough story, visit awmi.net today. You know, I've got great news for those of you who've been wanting to partake of Keras, but you just can't move, you can't seem to uh, find how to fit it into your schedule. We now have what we call eCaris on this little iPad, and you get all of the first year courses here. There's a total of 39 courses, eight hours teaching per course. So that I think is 312 hours worth of teaching. It's loaded on here so that you don't have to have an internet connection. It comes with headphones, wireless headphones. And this way you can take advantage of the first year of Keras curriculum whatever your situation is. And you can interact with our staff, you take tests, they know where you are in this process. It's just a great way to take advantage of it. Check it out, eCaris. Bring Keras with you wherever you go with our new Keras app. Free to download, the Keras app allows you to easily access everything Keras Bible College has to offer in one place. Receive exclusive Grace content and explore unique Keras features. Watch or listen to archived resources and teachings. Follow along with the Bible reading plan or listen to the audio Bible. The Keras app brings everything in one place. Download your app today. You know, the Lord has given me a huge vision and we've been blessed up to this point, but I've still got so much that God's leading me to do. I'm believing God for 10,000 new partners. We've already got over $120 million worth of buildings in just the last nine years, but I've got at least $100 million worth, maybe $200 million worth of buildings still in my heart for our students, for an activity center. We've got a new student housing that we've got a preliminary drawing of that is showing you a little idea of what it would look like. This one would house about 120 people. Our others are gonna be smaller with maybe somewhere around 40 people per dorm, but we need this student housing and we need people to become partners. I'm believing for 10,000 new partners, I would ask you to pray about it. And if the Lord says so, join with us and help us change people's lives through Karis Bible College. If you believe that God has been telling you to come to Karis Bible College, Campus Days is the perfect opportunity to see what it's really like. All it takes is one word from God to totally, totally, totally change your life. Did you know if you have a desire to be here, you've already got a word from God. If God has spoken to you, you've delighted yourself in the Lord, He's given you the desires of your heart, then you start moving.
Harris Bible College, all kinds of people are discovering God's love and the purpose He has for them. If God is calling you, come to Campus Days. I want to let you know that we have now started a Karis Daily Live Bible Study. We've been doing a Bible study every Tuesday night live for about two years, but now we have five days a week. We've varied the times so that we can accommodate anybody's schedule, and it's going to really be good. We're going to use our instructors from the school, and it'll be a blessing. So remember, we now have a Karis Daily Live Bible Study five days a week.